What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, Rafael Chidez. We are back. What's going on, Jeff? What's going on, brother? Not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. Same old shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw Avengers again this weekend. Yeah, I I might actually watch Avengers again tonight after we get done. Third time. Fourth time. Fourth time. Fourth time. I finally got my... uh, I finally got my good screening um, two weeks ago, I think, or a week, a little over a week, not last Friday, but the Friday before that. I uh, found a, I, I found it somehow to watch it at home. We'll just, we'll just say that. Okay. I, f- I found a streaming site to where I could watch it at home, and I, I watched it in my quiet theater, aka my 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 living room, where no little kids are around. Nobody's farting in my face. Nice. Nobody's fucking my shit up. And I sat this there. Time was, yeah, for me, it was fine, too. I sat there with my joint, watched the uh, movie at home. I couldn't do that. I was still at the theater, but, you know, this time wasn't in 3D. It was just regular. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You watched it in 3D the first time. Yeah, my brother got 3D tickets mm-hmm. the first time. We're signing up for Fandango, but they were the only ones I think, and like you got them cheap and the poster or something. Right? Yeah, you got that sweet poster. So yeah, got that sweet poster. So did that win. come yet? Yeah, yeah, I got nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I that that same day I watched Doctor Strange, and then I watched the uh, Avengers, and I'm gonna watch Age of Ultron next. I'm just gonna keep watching. I'm just gonna watch a bunch of. Marvel movies to remember a bunch. Like I need to watch the Captain America ones. Yeah, I did not give them a chance. Like the first one's really hard to get into. Yeah, the first one's rough. Yeah, Winter Soldier's good. Yeah, Winter Soldier's badass. And then and... Civil War seems like an Avengers movie. It is. It's Avengers two point five essentially. Yeah. Um. No, I w- I've said this to some friends of mine, and I think I might have said it to you, but like Captain America, the the first one was always my least favorite Marvel movie. I think. And um, it wasn't until this last time watching it through when I, uh, I think before Black Panther, when I was going through the MCU, um, <laughs> that I really grew an appreciation for it. Like, I caught a bunch of the, the things that it set up for later. Like, some of yeah. the little things you're like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I tied all the loose ends together of Easter eggs and, and foreshadowing and stuff that I missed. So I found a new appreciation for Captain America and for its place and importance in the the MCU. Um, I don't know. Now I think it's a tie for my least favorite with uh, Iron Man two or three. Probably, well, two, I think two is better than three, but three is. They're they're all they're the the two sequels to Iron Man are pretty rough. They did. I don't remember too much. I remember like the villain. One of them was uh... Whiplash. That was the second yeah. one. That was the and second the, one. Then the third one was the bigger Iron Man, right? He got like a hold of his suit. And no, that like, was that was the first one. Okay, then the first one was just really long. Then yeah, that's the first one uh, when Obadiah Stain gets and gets a hold of the uh, the original Iron Man V one suit that he built in the caves. Um, because he was working with the Ten Rings. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, the third one is um, when they take on the... Oh, God, what's that fucking virus called? Stren- strenuous or something? No, that's not it. I don't know. I can't, I can't think of it right now. But uh, 
the shittiest thing was like they did this whole bait and switch with the with the fake Mandarin. Where ben, I need to go back and watch that movie. Yeah, Ben Kingsley's supposed to be the Mandarin, and then it's revealed that, which is a a pretty important Iron Man villain and a badass, and they just kind of fucked that all up. Um, mm-hmm. But then they went back and fixed it and explained that. Uh, because for a while, Marvel was doing those, they called them the Marvel one-shots, where they were doing these little, like, five, ten-minute, quote-unquote, films that they would include on uh, Blu-ray releases of, of movies. And they did, there was one with, like, um, there's one about Thor, it's called, like, something about, on the way to Thor's Hammer or something. Uh, but anyway, they did one called All Hail the King, I believe it is, or something like that, where um, we catch up with Trevor Slattery, who played the fake Mandarin, and he's in prison, and a real member of the Ten Rings breaks him out of prison and says that the real Mandarin wants to speak to you. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope eventually, but who knows if we're ever going to get an Iron Man 4, but I hope eventually they bring the the, the true Mandarin in yeah. somehow. Because he's a badass. So I've been looking on Amazon and just uh, like a comics. And they're not the comics. I guess they put them all together in like a single book. Graphic novel. Yeah, a graphic yeah. novel. And like it, it'll be like the graphic novel of uh, the whole Infinity Gauntlet. And yep. like, so pretty much they're like 15 bucks an issue and they're like hundreds of pages. I'm going to start collecting them and start going through them. So I get the comic comics. Because I've been going through this badass channel um, he doesn't need any plugging he doesn't he's got like uh mil- over a million subscribers comics explained i don't know if you've uh checked it out i have not i i, I check it out he's got over a million subscribers and pretty much he's like a super big time comic book guy and he goes over and he de- pretty much he just describes the comic and what's going on then the mcu and he'll pretty much he'll describe the comic and like nowadays since all the movies are coming out now he'll do new videos where he'll describe the comic compared to the, the movie, the, yeah, to the MCU or the movies, and then what he thinks will happen. And just he he's so excited about it, like you can tell that he loves it. He comes out with videos almost daily or like at least weekly That's about sweet. yeah about video uh, or comic book content, hmm. DC and Marvel, not just Marvel, Word. like everything Marvel and everything DC. I'll have to check that out. Super knowledgeable. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. I started. Go, I started going back and watching the um the old nineties uh, X Men cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like I, I started that. I'm I'm in the middle of season one of that right now. But I didn't get me that. I got you. I got you. We can we we can we can set something up. I can get it to you. But they had it on Netflix for a bit, and then they took it off. Yeah, it's on Hulu, I believe, but I haven't opened Hulu in a while. I need to fucking cancel that shit, because I don't even use it. I'm an idiot. I have I have a subscription, like Hulu. Uh, for a while, I was using Hulu because it had Seinfeld, but then I got my old hard drive working again, so um, no, no I don't even fucking use it, Hulu anymore. But I pay I for it. I don't know if I should cancel ESPN now. I had to get ESPN over the weekend for the Lomachenko fight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which wasn't much. It was like 15 bucks more, but it was, you know. I get all the ESPN channels. But I don't really need them, except for boxing matches. Yeah, and there's probably, I mean, there's probably really nothing 
huge coming to ESPN Boxing until Manny and Lomchenko fight. Yeah, might just get rid of it till there's another big fight. <clears throat> oh man! So we talked about this is America last week. Um, have you seen? Do you know who uh, who Nicole Arbor is? She's a she's a YouTube fucking chick who like she's a wannabe Jenna Marbles from Canada, and she blew up like a year and a half, two years ago ish, because um, this video went viral of her like explaining why fat shaming isn't wrong and how people really should do it because fat people need to know that they're fat and be shamed into losing weight. Yeah. So she did a remix of This Is America for a woman, like a a woman's perspective of of America. Okay. Oh, my fucking. First of all, first of all, no, don't. There's just some shit you don't fucking touch. Okay. There's already a problem. And this is coming from the white rapper. Okay. But there is already a major issue with fucking cultural appropriation and music and shit like that. Like. I ca- I catch heat from people every once in a while, but like I don't I don't am I I don't try to sound like I'm something or claim that I'm something or anything like that. Like I I I, I do hip hop, but I don't try to fucking be like Vanilla Ice and cultural appropriate and shit. Mm-hmm. This bitch, like no no business touching this song. Like it, 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 it is ex- the thing of it is though the the irony of it is as her doing this is basically a, a good chunk of what Donald Glover's talking about in This Is America. Everything that that you know black people do eventually white people try to steal it. So and it's and, and it's not even if it was a good song a good version it might not catch so much shit. But it's bad. I, I implore you to go and listen to it. At least at least try to make it through the first verse if you can. Oh, hit me up with that link. I got you. Uh, I got you. Um, it's oh god, it's so uncomfortably painful. She got fucking donkey of the day this morning on uh, uh-huh. on uh, the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne tore her up. Hold on. I don't know, man. People just try to. I don't know. It's not everything. Yeah, it's not necessary. Like, I can see where her perspective, where she's coming from. She's like, oh, well, I can tell the story of the woman's struggle. And yeah, that that, that voice needs to be heard, but you could do it on a different. Do it on your own track. Don't try to take a huge statement that, that Donald caught or put out and. And try to piggyback off that success and then flip it when you're doing exactly what is the problem and what that song, part of what that song was about. I think a lot of people are just trying to piggyback nowadays instead of coming up with their own ideas and being themselves, which is what you were saying about, you know, just appropriating the culture and being like Vanilla Ice. For sure. I mean, like, dude, this, I mean, this, this goes back, back to fucking Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that. Like. And it's it's continued on into everything. I mean, every genre of music in some way or form. But like, it's already an issue in rap. Don't make is it more. Hot too? She is hot. 
Oh, oh my she's God, hot bro. and annoying. Hot like she's not hot. Like Jenna Marbles is hot, funny. Yeah, she's not hot, funny, and not hot and funny. She's just she's pretty, but she's annoying. She's like yeah, Tommy I'm, Lauren. I sent so you the link. Then she's got yeah. I, I'm like then she's got no fucking thing to complain about if she's hot and she's white. Well, the lyrics like I, I remember. Make. I remember one part of it staying like, like her talking about how like a woman will have an idea and then a man steals it. And I don't know, man, it, it was, it's just, it's, it's, I, 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 I akin it to Taylor Swift's version of fucking, um, uh, the, the earth, wind and fire song September that I went on a rant about on Facebook about a month ago. Which was pointed out to me by Charlemagne again, because thank God for the Breakfast Club, because they make me laugh. But, yeah, Taylor Swift did that horrible, bland, fucking whitewashed version of a fucking funk classic. And it, it's just, it's, it's fucking, it's mayonnaise, man. It's unseasoned chicken breast. Mm-hmm. It's fucking bland white people potato salad. Like, get the fuck out of here. Dude, seeing the link, I don't want to listen to that song that you sent me. Just seeing the link, just because it's just a picture of uh, a white chick turned around. Yeah, it's it's a clip from the video. Like, yeah, don't watch don't watch the whole thing, but you need to yeah. at least hear how terrible this is. It's like I can't she get through eating everything. Yeah, and... she jacked, but her voice, everything just sounds fucky. She's just singing over it. Yeah, they oh, took. I mean, they God. took Donald. It's it's just the instrumental, but it's bad, yeah. bro. It's. It's a what the fuck are you doing moment. White people, stop it. Stop it. This is why nobody can have anything nice. I can't say anything because of uh, Latin trap music. Bro, yeah, yeah, I get that too. I don't know. I'm sometimes I'm mad embarrassed that I'm white. <laughs> Seriously, my people embarrass me, man. I my again, people embarrass me too. I think we're all I think we all get embarrassed by our people, but you know. There are there are a lot of corny white people. Right. I have my corny moments. It's just Mexicans are poor, so they can't really be corny. They're too busy working. <laughs> Man, I saw somebody, I don't remember if I brought this up last week or not, but I saw somebody, there was like a meme going around about how this is America is just Gucci gang for fucking white people. Or for woke, for woke people, sorry. For for woke, quote unquote, woke people. It's just Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang for woke people. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. That's why I hate people. That's why I'm not a people person. Because <laughs> there's just the so, so many is dumb... the internet, bro? Yeah, man. This is the internet. And I got to spend less time on the internet because I hate people. <laughs> Dude, the, the podcast has made... Like, literally has made me spend more time and interact more with oh, social yeah. media. <laughs> Dude, but I, I love you guys. I've Join had... the Full Hill Podcast and subscribe and fucking... 
Yeah. I mean, I like our listeners. They're cool people. Yeah, no. I haven't come across anyone annoying except that guy that spoiled Star Wars for me. Blocked. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have bad interactions with, like, the people Mm -hmm. that that interact on our page or our, our listeners that I'm personally friends with. Like, that's not, this is an attack on you people. It's, it's the rest of society. Yeah. It's my friend, Hank. Asshole. Hank who? Yes. Hank Hill. Hank. <laughs> Honk. Honk. <laughs> wow. What's wrong with Hank? Oh, I don't, we don't have enough time for that. Is he super white? Yeah. He's racist, isn't he? His name already. I can just tell by his name. Hank. He's not, he's not racist. Or cool I, don't fuck, I don't fuck with racist people. All right, cool. He says borderline stupid shit to like okay. get a rise out of people, but no, Hank's not racist. And I check mm-hmm. him on it constantly. I don't hate racists. I just think they're all they're, they're misguided. I hate racist. I put racist. I don't hate racist, but I yeah. definitely put them in the same category of people... That I put in with uh, like fucking men that beat women. Yeah. It, it, once they start acting on the racism, I think that's a different cat. Like that, then it's a different. Yeah. It's ab- still horrible. It's still horrible as fuck to be racist. Don't get me wrong, but I think it, once they start acting on the racism, then it's like. At one point, I feel bad for them being racist. Once they start acting at the, on the racism, that that's when it's like these guys are fucked. Yeah. Jail. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't get it. I just had. I there was a lady, um, one of my old restaurant coworkers. Um, he posts a lot because he's he does uh, he does drag queen shows and stuff. So he posts a lot of drag queen stuff, and somebody from his family was like attacking him and going off on one of those like, Jesus hates you, you know, God hates gays and. All this other, like, she just was, like, going crazy on, it. like, the, the shit just keep comes kept coming through my timeline. It was, like, different posts, like, five of them, where she's just going nuts. And finally, I just stepped in, and I was, like, the, like, I just said, I was, like, go away. Leave him alone. Yeah. Like, like this dude. What do you care? Yeah, it's not like he's, he's not posting anti-anything. He's just, like, sharing, like, this drag queen thing and this little kid dressed up in drag and all this shit. And she's, like. Because I started defending him, she assumed that I was gay, and I was only defending him because I was gay and all this other stuff. And I'm like, lady, I'm straight. Well, that, that only makes sense, Jeff. You have to be gay to have defending to. him. Have to. You have to be. Well, and I pointed out to her because, you know, of course, she's bringing the Lord into all this. And, and yeah. uh, my friend and I are around the same age. So I was like, this, I was like, people like you who try to bring religion and, and damn people because of choices that they make in life based on religion – and telling them they're going to burn in hell. Shit like that is why my generation, our generation, is full of fucking people that have decided to just become atheist or agnostic and completely turn their back on the church or don't believe that there is anything. You know what I mean? Like, I was raised in a church-ish. Like, my parents went. I went more as a child with friends and stuff like that. But, like, I hit, once you hit a certain age, you kind of start trying to see the hypocrisies and shit. Mm-hmm. And, but, oh, yeah, dude. But I'm I still, baptized. I'm, right. I did my confirmation. I did my first communion. I did all that shit. I used to have to go to fucking Saturday school. I used to go to church all the time. And then I hit a certain age, and I started using logic on my parents. And they could, they really had no argument against, like, 
I'm like, we're, I'm like, I'm going to see this. We're going to the same place and hearing the same story, mom and dad. I'm like, look, uh, eventually I told them, I'm like, I don't believe in religion, but that was, that was later on. And then they were like, what? And I'm like, look, I, I believe that the practices and the idea of the of what of Christianity or what am I Catholic? I think yeah, that's yeah. what I am. I'm like I believe the idea of Catholicism is good. I'm like, but I'm like I don't like all that fear shit and that making people fucking do. It. I'm like I, that that I'm like I don't like it. I'm like, and then having I'm like I, you don't necessarily have to go to church to be religious. No. I'm not religious, but I believe I believe there's something in the universe. Not mm. necessarily there's something there. I don't know. I'm not gonna put my finger and be like it's, it's this. Jesus. I'm the same yeah. way. There is some there's some kind of higher higher power. What it is, yeah. that's not for me to determine yeah, and tell I, you. I don't know, dude. That's that's you're asking me to fucking do the impossible. Right. My thing was like as a teenager and being a teenager in in the post generation X generation fucking whatever, Y or Z, whatever gen I'm in. But you know that the, those late '90s, early 2000s, where we were wearing fucking big baggy pants, and kids were starting to get tattoos, and we had piercings and long hair, and we were dying at colors, and all this other weird shit, and all these older people from the church just judging the fuck out of us, and making comments and stuff, and that—that's where I was like, man, y'all are supposed to be quote unquote hardcore Christians, but everywhere I turn, somebody's giving me a dirty look or judging me because of the way I look. Not because of the person that I am, mm-hmm. but because of the way I look. Man, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, and I don't have a problem with anybody that believes in and and is Christian and and um, like I'm not I'm not anti-religion. I I'm not an atheist. I I I believe in atheist some atheist principles and things like that. Like, I definitely am science based and fact based. More than, more, than, more than faith and religion based, but I don't have a problem with people that that that's their fucking thing in life. And you know, do, dude, do... my mom wakes up every morning and she reads a her same fucking Elder Scrolls. I'm gonna call them her fucking papers. <laughs> the Elder <laughs> Scrolls. <laughs> she reads her fucking prayers every morning, and they're the same. You know, they don't change, but they're her rituals that she she's been doing every morning. Yeah. They they still go to church sometimes. You know, they've left for a year or so, but you know, they come back to to go into church, church. But my mom, you know, she's never stopped fucking uh and I never really thought about it. I I always got the religious shit out of my out of my zone just because I'm not a religious person and it doesn't fit my decor, it doesn't fit my feng shui. Right. People hanging off crosses and shit like that. Yeah, it's not really my thing either. And But my, my mom's like my parents now that I think about it, they have a Bible next to them every night, and it's been there, like, their whole lives. Yeah. My mom reads her, like, excerpts every morning. My dad, not not so much, you know, because he's got to work all day. And the limited time he does, he's just working here at home because that's all he loves doing or watching the Cubs uh, or the Sox play. But... Yeah, my parents are super religious. I, I never really think about it just because I grew up in it, and I kind of just... It's never been my thing, so I kind of just ignored it. But if I were to go to my house, I have a shitload of Jesuses and 
Virgin Marys. I have giant stat. Yeah, my well, not me, but my mom has because I live in the attic. <laughs> right, saw, right. But in her section, and like out the window, like you could see it if you look through the window, it's like a <laughs> like a giant like Virgin Mary statue. And... Yeah, <laughs> my neighbors, um, they all have like some of my neighbors all have the big fucking Virgin Mary statue outside their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom's got like St. Yeah, now that I think about like St. Peter's, like a doorstop on like one of the doors. Price. Like he's like a big, like heavy statue. Some Jesus candles somewhere in a big, big. Oh, old, my mom, my mom burns glass. candles every day. Yeah. Every, like, well, not every day, but like at least out of the year, I'd say 12 of those candles get burned at least one once a month, I'd say. And like my parents, the same way, my parents are pretty involved in, in their church and stuff like that, but it's. My sister, like my old or middle sister and stuff, like their family is all pretty involved in their church. And like I used to go sometimes when the kids had stuff to go, but like it's just not my thing. And I don't, I don't preach to them about my feelings on anything. It's just like, yo, that's what you want to do, whatever, cool. Yeah. Uh, my dad was heavily involved on the board of directors for a long time for this big, oh, big. Well, not at the church, but we had this yeah. big. Uh, christian music festival that uh they still have here in muskegon but um he was involved in that and i like i used to go down and help out with that shit and go help because my dad was in charge of like the setup and tear down crews and uh making sure like the day-to-day operations of everything were cool mm-hmm. so i'd go help and like see some of the bands and the music was was okay there were some cool bands but i don't know it's not it's just not my thing but i don't even know where i was going with this oh talking about that lady where she was, yeah, just attacking him and telling him how he needs to pray and pray the gay away and stuff. It was just, it was some fucking crazy shit. Crazy, crazy. shit. Crazy shit. Um. Oh, shout out to, shout outs and congratulations to friend of the show, Mr. Kyle Steele, host of Loudmouth MMA for uh, Recently receiving his real estate license. He is now a realtor in the Kettering, Ohio area. So if you're looking to buy or sell, contact Kyle Steele. Yeah. Congratulations, Kyle. Yeah. I went on the, uh, I was on the fight companion Saturday for, for a few minutes. It's been a while since, uh, since I talked to Kyle. It was good to hear, good to talk to him. Good to be back on the on the fight companion. Unfortunately, nice. Zach wasn't there, so I missed I missed Zachary. But sling the houses. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's good for Kyle, man. He's been working hard trying to get this for a minute. Um. um yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Kyle, and I think he'll be successful. He's a he's a good person. He's a good uh, good with people. He's got a very good personality. I think he'll I think he'll succeed quite well. He's a he's a driven person, so I think he's I think he's gonna do quite well. Congratulations, Kyle. Yeah, congrats, Kyle. I love, you. <laughs> I love you too, Kyle. How's uh how's fucking spring in the city, man? Um, not too bad. Um, I haven't had to put my AC in. The nights are nice and cool, and the uh the days aren't too bad. They've gotten to 77, 80 maybe, but not, not nothing crazy. Did you guys get any of that storm last night? <coughs> I saw it was like down around the bottom of the lake. I didn't know if it rolled through your area or not. <coughs> we got really heavy storms. Uh, actually, yeah, the past two nights, uh, Monday night and yesterday. More Monday than yesterday, but yeah. We had a pretty sweet storm roll through here last night about 10 o'clock, I think. 
Wow, Actually, wow. I think you might be right. I had to close. You, you know what? Monday I might not have closed my window, and then Tuesday I had to close my window because uh, I didn't want water to start uh, like because when it gets windy, it'll, it'll shoot it towards like literally shoot it at my window. Right. And I don't want it to get on the electronics and then Hell just no. kill my computer. Can't be having that. Uh, Can't be having that. Oh. Well, we should uh. Should get into these fights We're about a half hour in yeah got a lot to lot to talk about this week so shit let's get into it uh usc 224 this last saturday night turned out to be a little bit of a better card than i mean i don't think we had bad expectations for the card it just wasn't a lot to get excited about there's a lot of Brazilian names yeah. and not a lot of big names, just no. a lot of Brazilian names. I mean, I would say, honestly, I mean, even though she's the champion, I would say the biggest and probably most well-known name on the card was would Vitor Belfort or, or Jacare, household name. Not, maybe not even household names, but more popular, well-known names than Amanda Nunes because the UFC doesn't push Amanda Nunes, but... Yeah, yeah. She definitely, push, she, she definitely, though she was the main event, was not like the biggest well-known name on the card. So, yeah, but uh, they pulled it. They pulled it off, though. No, they definitely did. The fights delivered. Um, well, it was a good, good night of fights overall. A lot of finishes. Not too many. Uh, too many finishes, my friend. Too yeah. many. No, there's never too many. <laughs> never finishes. too many finishes. But uh, yeah, I thought the I thought the card was was a Good card. We had a good time watching it. Fucking... Was there one decision? Only? I think was Vito was Jacare and Calvin the only decision? Oh, two of them. Okay. Then uh Calvin Jacare and uh Oh Mina and Ameev on yeah. the prelims. Yep, that's it. And yeah, that... everything else is stopped. That's pretty awesome. That is that is pretty fucking awesome. A lot a lot of subs. A lot yeah. more subs. Brazil heavy, my friend. Brazil. Just like uh, 198. We've been seeing a lot of submissions lately. Yeah. No, you're right. And a lot of, dude, a lot of really good technique, like really beautiful. Transitions and shit. Yeah, transitions, yeah. passes, sweeps. Yeah. It's been really jujitsu heavy. Yeah, I mean. No complaint here, my friend. No complaint. Davi Ramos's fucking ground game looked great. A lot mm-hmm. of smooth, very smooth transitions out of him. That was probably one of my favorite uh, transition slash passes I've ever seen in a while. He went from a Kimura to taking Take uh, Nick Hines back yeah. to eventually getting the neck crank uh, submission. Yeah. Or the face crank because he didn't, he wasn't under the neck. Yeah, it wasn't really under the chin. <laughs> yeah, but it, I don't know if it, he, he was in half guard, pulled out of half guard, and kind of still holding the Kimura. Took his back somehow. He kind of like jumped parallel to uh, to Hine, and then he kind of knew that Hine was going to try to get up from it. Oh, for so sure. As soon as Nick Hine tried to get up from from it to try to defend it, this guy was still kind of holding the Kimura. He lets go of the Kimura, locks in the legs, and then establishes back position, which was beautiful to establish a back position. Both hooks in. From being in half guard on the top. That is ridiculous. Just fucking years of goddamn drilling the shit out of that. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen it. 
I don't think I've ever, especially not in a fight. I can't remember a time yeah. I've ever seen it. I may have, I think. Or that smoothly. I've seen it in some fucking, some nogi. You see a lot of crazy transitions in nogi. Yeah. But yeah, not, not in a fight for sure. That, it was, it was very nice. Very nice. Let's, uh, let's talk about that main event. Amanda Nunez did what Amanda Nunez does. Yeah, she. I mean, um, I was, I was, I picked Raquel. I was pulling for Raquel, but I mean, you know, and and I knew, I knew. I know Raquel's tough, but I, I didn't think that that should have been enough to. Well, again, I gotta eat my words because there isn't other talent in that women's division for Nunes to to go through. So Raquel Pennington being the next best possible, it's the one, new face. You know, it's the money mouse situation. Yeah, I just, I just thought the skill level. You know, they should have just. Think, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I didn't think toughness was going to be enough to beat Amanda. I thought she had better striking, especially leg kicks. And then I think on the on the on the ground, I thought she was way better, and her wrestling was going to be way better. I just didn't think I, I had no expectations for Raquel to do anything in this fight, except be tough. She definitely has better leg kicks, but we. I don't think. I mean, nobody was really expecting her to come out throwing calf kicks. In the beginning, mm-hmm. and those those first two calf kicks she hit, they definitely impacted that fight. Oh no, I I heard uh, the MMA Hour and both Raquel Pennington and both her coaches were on the MMA Hour giving their sides to the to their sides of what happened. And Raquel says she doesn't know for sure right now because she had to leave Brazil because the care there was shitty. They weren't telling her anything, so she got out of there. And on Monday, she was back in Colorado. She said after the first two kicks, she thought it might have been broken again. She oh, thought that. Shit. And she th- she said she thought it was weird that Amanda, too, went straight for the calf. She said she knew she was going to go for the leg kicks because that's what Amanda likes doing, yep. kicking the shit out of the leg. But she's like, it was weird that she went for the, the calf kick. And she's like, it was the exact same spot that I had. Well, See that 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 that's what I was worried about too. That accident that she had, she said that she had almost had to have it amputated. Yeah, because it got crushed so bad, they almost amputated it. Yeah, and like that that had to be like a rear. And I had heard her on the MMA hour. The the jeep had rolled over her. I just thought it was a little bit too soon too to come back from an injury to get back into fighting shape, especially to fight a champion and Amanda Nunes with a skill set like that. Yeah. And Amanda Nunes aimed right for the leg. Kapow. Yeah, she definitely, and you could you could see it in Raquel's body too. Like she definitely, mm-hmm. she had it, not being able to walk. You know, she had definitely gained some weight <clears throat> over that time, and probably had a rough weight cut. Yeah, because she looked zapped pretty early into the fight, and just fighting off a of toughness and heart for for a I, while. And but she she kind of had like that. Not like Rocky's never like the the fucking six pack you know abs, but she's she's usually in way better shape than that. But she kind of had like the Chuck Liddell esque, yeah, kind of going on. Which uh, when you can't walk for fucking so many months and shit, that that shit's gonna happen. I like to see her at one twenty five. To be honest, I I think I it's think... a good spot for her too. So she's big though. Yeah, twenty five. I mean, I think I think she could probably do it, but twenty five. It's probably going to be a little bit of a tough cut for her. Yeah, and and her her one attribute kind of, in my opinion, is the one that came out to hurt her, her toughness. Just 
not being able to be finished, there was just nothing left. And um, yeah, I don't. What, what were you? What were your thoughts? Because I was kind so, of pissed that they sent her back out. I'll be honest. After I heard her say, yeah. "I'm done," like, and I and I've heard his reaction, and I've got it pulled up, and we can we can definitely break that down because I got it for a reason. But I personally did not feel like it was a good decision on their part. I, I understand his reasoning why I guess, but man, when your when your fighter tells you they're done and the, after the beating she had taken for twenty minutes, for her to tell you, "Yo, I'm done," mm-hmm. like you at that point, it's second, third round, sure, maybe, maybe, maybe I can see it. Yeah, no, you're not done yet. You you push through this. You push through this. But yeah. after you've been taking and. If it was even more, maybe a closely competitive fight, sure. But there was no need for her to go back out and get dropped into a fucking and have her nose exploded and pass out in a pool of your own blood. And, and I think Ariel put it the best: if you are gonna, ha- if you're not gonna let your fighter quit, at least give them some advice as to what to do in order not to get fucked up in the way she did in the yes. fifth round, because. One through four, yeah, she was getting beat, but she didn't get finished. Yeah. And then in the fifth round, she came out, and it almost seemed just to be like, you know what? I'm I'm done. Like, yeah. I told them I'm done. I, I, look, she's going to come out and say what she wants to say. She's a tough girl. She's a warrior. And she's not she, – She's going to she have out, coaches back, people look, too. People look, yeah. People look for a way to quit. And I'm, I don't want to say that's the way, but I'm going to say it. That was her way of getting out of there because there there was nothing else she was going to do, man. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but we had seen a beating for four rounds. And, yeah, she was landing her shots on Amanda. But Amanda had already taken the power from them with those with, by taking her leg. There was no power behind her, her shots. She wasn't going to gain any more power by gaining any more cardio, by gaining any more, you know, oh, I got revitalized. That way. She could have gotten revitalized. The power was gone. Right. She no. wasn't gonna take Amanda down. Like there's, um, that's not that's not in her skill set. Uh, well, if it is, but it's not better than Amanda's wrestling defense. Right. No, and and I'm glad you you brought up the point about giving advice because that was the other thing that I was like sitting there after she went out and I was like, okay, well, you didn't fucking even tell her anything. Mm-hmm. Just said you're not gonna quit. You're not gonna quit. Like yeah. Th- okay, but tell her what the fuck to do to improve herself so she doesn't get blasted yeah because the worst came in in the in the fifth round which a lot of those she she might not know the damage she took she was taking knees to the fucking forehead multiple knees not just like one or two because she didn't get finished right away she was taking knees and then and then escaping and then taking more knees and then escaping and then eventually she caught a couple to the nose to where your fucking nose breaks and you can't breathe you got to stop right it was look, I get it. They're warriors and they don't want their fighter to quit and they know each other the best. But if you're not going to offer any advice and you're just going to throw her back out there because she's tough, I, that, that doesn't make sense to me. She didn't need to take those unnecessary. To me, she took the most damage in the fifth round because there were blows to the head. There were blows, knees to the head. She wasn't taking those knees in the, she was taking she took those knees throughout the fight. I think accumulatively she took more in the fifth 
than she did throughout the, the rest of the fight. I would have to go back and count it because I'm just – but I just remember a lot of knees landed in the fifth round. Yeah, there were a lot of knees. She just took a lot of unnecessary damage. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was it was a little bit more graphic because of, uh, she, literally there was a pool of blood right under her, and within seconds, when Amanda was on top of her and landing shots, like it, it just looked like it was just gushing it just down. Exploded. Like just exploded. Yeah. Her nose mm-hmm. was done. Yeah. And it was as a as a, a fan of Raquel Pennington, it was painful to watch. I I just I had a hard time watching that fifth round, and I didn't even watch the fifth round again on the replay when I rewatched mm-hmm. it uh, today. I, I just didn't I, want to see that Ra- again. Nothing against Raquel Pennington. I'm not even a fan, but I did not want to see that dude. And, and and I say I'm not a fan, and I'm not a hater. It's just I'm I don't willingly look for her fights or willingly root for her. I don't root against her, but that 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 shouldn't have happened. And no, I, she's, I, it was just bad. She's definitely a better fighter than she than she looked on Saturday for sure. Dude, you know what really really scared me was her coming right back off of injury. Yeah, literally, she said her leg got crushed by a jeep and yeah. like it was dangling, and they had a fucking they had a tell her they might get amputated. No, it's just like I said, those those first, especially those first two calf kicks that dropped her mm-hmm. definitely had an impact on her performance. Not the, and rem- I don't know if you remember, but I was like, and she's been out for a while, and you're like, she's only been out for this long. And then and then you told me how long, and I'm like, I was trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, she fucking compound fractured her leg. I'm like, that hasn't been long. I'm like, that, like, that doesn't make sense to me that she had been back so fast. Yeah. No, I didn't. I I didn't think about. I guess I forgot how severe, like how close they were to amputating her leg and shit at that time. When we were discussing it, I just remembered that she had broken her leg. But um, I'd, I'd like her one twenty five, and she'd be a tough opponent one twenty five. Yeah, I don't know though with her if that's an option because of mm-hmm. Tisha. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Because she's not gonna go down. Because she, if she go, if Tisha's going to twenty five, she ain't gonna go down because they're gonna have to fight each other. Because they're both gonna be in the top ten. Mm-hmm. She don't want to have to fight her girlfriend, so she'll probably stay at thirty five, where she won't be bad. Because <laughs> if Amanda goes up to forty five to fight fucking Cyborg, mm-hmm. I think she's gonna get her ass to knock right back one to one one thirty five. Goodbye. Get your ass back there. Maybe. Maybe. That'll be a good fight. I think she's fucking crazy and tough enough to be able to to put it on Cyborg. I wouldn't mind seeing that one. It's gonna happen. It should have happened. Or it should have this fight shouldn't have happened and that fight should have, but Yeah. I mean, Especially with them fight with uh Cyborg fighting, I forgot. I don't even know the other girl's name. I can't remember. I either. forgot it already. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it was her first fight. Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya. Yeah, Anna Kuniskaya or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it should have been her. But then now Megan Anderson coming in fucking makes the waters even more murky for that fight to happen. But it's the only fight that makes sense for Nunez. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody at else. 135. Yeah, there's nobody else at 35 that makes any sense for her. 
that she's not going to fucking cakewalk through. So. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the co-main event, one of the only decisions in the fight, Kelvin Gasolum picks up the split decision over Jacare in the fight of the night. Oh, this fight of the night? I didn't even. Oh, I, I didn't even yeah, check those. Yeah, got fight of the night. It was a badass fight. It was a good fight. Close fight. Yeah. Um, man. I I thought uh, I, I thought Kelvin was just doing the more damage. I thought Jacare did more in the third, landed way more. I think that I would have given him the decision, and I, I honestly believe I thought before I heard who the judges were for the fight and just knew it was going to the judges, I'm like, well, he's probably going to get this one. But then they were all American judges, so it was like Saldi Amato's ass and some other ones, so. But I, I don't I don't know. I thought it was it was a very close fight. I kinda was leaning towards Jacare getting the decision. I thought Kelvin killed him in the second round, but I would have given the first and maybe and the I think the third a little bit to, to Jacare. I guess Calvin mm-hmm. total out total out uh, out did outstrike him in the in the round. But he was he I think that a lot of the like he took the lead in strikes there at the fucking end of it because he hit finished off the round with a barrage, which I think ended up I'm not giving him the round, but I'm not gonna lie, I thought Kelvin won a lot easier. And looking at the stats now, I need to go back and watch this fight to see to see it again. I thought Kelvin won a lot easier. No, I thought he was just he was so dominant. A lot more effective. He was just so much more dominant. He was dominant as fuck in the second round. Okay. That it, that you know what it was? It might have been to Jacare's fucking I take tired. That, he was just tired. I take that back. They were dead even on strikes in the fucking second round, but that knockdown is what gave Kelvin the fucking the round absolutely. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a knockdown. Um Jacare had a bad weight cut which Apparently, you know, was well, it's explains a little bit of his gassing. Yeah, so Jacare has a bad weight cut at 185. Definitely should move up. Gaslam has a good performance at 185 because he moved up from having weight problems at 170. Maybe that whole weight cutting thing is problematic for people. I don't think it's necessarily a situation where Jacare needs to move up to 205. He hasn't really struggled before. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a consistent thing like it was for Gaslam. And he still made weight. I think Gaslam could be a 170. That motherfucker's even admitted he just likes eating. He can be a 170, and he could be a dangerous 170, but his fat ass can't make weight. That's what we call him, Fat Astalum. Hey, bro. Look, I'm fat. I'm fat, too, but but I'm not a professional fighter. Can we call him overweight Gaslam? Because that guy's got no ass. He's got no ass. It's just a figure of speech. I, I know it is, but he got no ass. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that it's weird as fuck, man. And at thirty, yeah, you're a wrestler, bro. How are you taking these people down? Like you got no legs or ass. He's got big ass thighs. I guess he just got no buttocks. <laughs> it happens. It looks hilarious. This white boy don't have much of a booty either. So, <laughs> uh, but dude, at thirty-eight years old, going up to two hundred five, no, Jacare will get fucking murdered. He'll get murdered at 205. Who knows what the circumstances were leading up to why he had a bad weight cut. He could have just been sick. Already got Luke moving up, bro. Everyone's moving up a class. Yeah, but Luke is a was a big-ass 185-pounder. Luke was at 205 because of fucking Cormier. 
Just like Cormier got out of heavyweight when he came to the UFC because of fucking oh, Kane. Because of Kane. <laughs> Dying. I mean, he he <laughs> he was killing. He's killing himself to make two hundred five. He's barely made it the last two or three times. So, but yeah. maybe I just gave it to Gaslam because of the knockdown and the tiredness of Jackery. Because now looking at the stats and you know stats are stats, numbers are numbers. If you look at all three rounds, Jacare outstruck significantly and total strikes on yeah. Gaslam. But Gaslam's got a knockdown. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched the fight twice. It definitely was a close fight. And, and I can see it going either way for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, up until the end of the third round, I had Jacare leading the third. Um, but then, you know, that 10-second fucking clapper went off and, and Gaslam hit him with a, a barrage of shots. That I think kind of swayed things for the third round and the judges to his favor because of how he finished. It wasn't just like he was connecting with one or two. He he connected with almost every shot he threw that whole ten seconds. So, um, you know, coin flip. I'm not. I'm. It's not a robbery in either case at all. I personally just would have. I had my scorecard going to Jacare. I had Gaslam. And I, I got to go on my Mexican boy. But uh, like I said, looking at the stats, and and you see that fight again to see the closeness. Yeah, it, it was definitely. I mean, I, I would suggest watching it again. It was a close fight. I couldn't DVR that one. That one was a pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you order them through Fight Pass, don't you? Yeah. See, that's the cool thing, at least with... <laughs> Ordering it through uh, my PlayStation network, I get it for like two or three days. I can watch the replay before it's gone. I could probably record it, right, through my capture thing? Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then just delete it when I'm done watching it or save it forever. (laughs) Even though I have it on the fight pass eventually. Forever. Oh, <clears throat> third fight of the card. <sighs> Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> you want to talk about people who need to move fucking classes? Mackenzie no, Dern no, no, needs no, no, to take no. her ass to, to 125. Weight. She needs to make weight. She can't make weight. She needs to go to 125. No, she can make weight. She's undisciplined. She does not have a right diet. You can see it on her. Her body is not for 125. It's her- just she cannot... Her she body's not for one fifteen, bro. But she hasn't made it. Her it's body just, she, is not for one fifteen. She's she got too fat big. On her. She got fat on her, dude. She got weight. She can lose. It's just she's not losing it. She's not doing it right. She, she's getting a nutritionist a week out. She's too. She's just too big. She's too big of a girl for one fifteen. I don't think so. I, Amanda Cooper was bigger than her. Oh, oh no, man! She has struggled to make weight. Her, no, but the, but that 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 is definitely a diet issue, dude. She she's taller. She is taller, she is taller than yeah. Than Amanda no, Cooper. she's way too short for one twenty five. She is. I'm telling you, she could lose weight. You could see the body fat on her. She could lose the weight. It's just she. It it's a discipline issue or it's a mentality. It's something that she's not doing right, and she's not putting it together. And that's. It fucking sucks because she's got a good skill set to work with. 
But if she's not going to do it, then make it. I agree. Make her move up. To, make her move up to one twenty five if she's not going to make the weight. I personally think she's just fat and is not doing it right. She's working with the UFC now apparently because they're going to make her do it. And I'm telling you, she was she was just not doing it professionally. She didn't have a nutritionist. She wasn't working with anybody. She was doing it her way. She and she's and I know this because I've heard her on the fucking MMA hour. Since Invicta and LFA, she's always, everyone's always asked her, oh, do you work with any nutritionists with Lockhart or with, uh, what's the guy that UFC uses a lot? Um, Dolce? Yeah, Dolce. And she's like, oh, no, you know, I just, you know, do it my own way. And she would miss weight, miss weight, miss weight. And then make it once and then, oh, congratulations, you made weight. And then miss weight, miss weight. And then make it once. Like it's it's gotta stop her. You're gonna have to be moved to 125, and you're gonna accumulate losses at 125. I maybe that's what she needs, bro. A, a slap in the face. Like, hey, get your shit together. Like, you can do this. This is a this is skill meeting. Fucking prof- like. I mean, dude, being a professional about it. You know, I'm. I mean, look at Lineker. Lineker had to go up because he couldn't make weight. I, Lineker's muscular as fuck, though. I'm telling you, Mackenzie's fat, and I don't mean fat in like an obese way. I think she's got a. I think she could lose ten pounds, and because Amanda Cooper's jack, she had fucking abs on her. She was uh, cut. Mackenzie Dern looks a little thick, and I like that. But she's a fighter, so you can't be doing this shit. It's like I said. It's like I said to you when I tagged you in that thing. It's like she didn't even try. She didn't even try when she showed up to Brazil. She was twenty three pounds over. <laughs> what? She said they gave her hydration test and they made her do a. A cut to begin with, and that's still on her. That's not good. But she says she had to do a initial weight cut before the weight cut for the UFC to let her do the weight cut. And again, that's unprofessional of her. That's super unprofessional. I don't think that weight had anything to do with the win, but Amanda Cooper at least got paid. So Amanda Cooper got paid 30% of Mackenzie Dern's uh, show money, and she got Mackenzie, 15% of Mackenzie Dern's win money as well. But that's still a loss on her record, and I think Cooper was saying she didn't even care about the money. She just wanted to win. Because she felt disrespected. A lot of fighters felt disrespected. <laughs> Dominic Cruz, Chuck Liddell. Dude, I saw Angela Hill going off on Twitter. There were a lot of girls in the 115-pound division that were pissed. Oh, and it's because she's being coddled because she is a pretty girl that can bring in a lot of money. And I'm telling you, it's a discipline issue. And it's she's been coddled her whole way to here to where it, it hasn't she hasn't had to face the music for her missing weight. She hasn't had to do it, and now she's missed weight in the UFC. And hopefully, the, well, from that's, what that's it, she's from what I heard, disciplined. Exactly. I don't, I don't think it's a size issue. I think she belongs at 115. It's a discipline issue. 
And the UFC apparently has taken the reins on it, and they're making her get a nutritionist now, and they're going to make her make 115 even before she has another fight scheduled. I mean, I've I've defended some fighters before who have missed weight because they've never missed weight before. Yeah. And when it when it's a one-time thing, you know, one-off, it doesn't happen often, whatever, that's one thing. But people like fucking John Lineker and Johnny Hendricks and Kelvin Gastelum and, uh, oh, what was that motherfucker that was eating fucking Big Macs and shit? Uh, the Oliveira, not Cowboy, but the other one. Alex? Or Char- Charles. Charles. Charles Oliveira. When the he Bronx? Mi- yeah, when he missed fucking, when he missed yeah. weight in Brazil last year. And he was mm-hmm. eating, had pictures of him eating Big Macs before. Yeah. That kind of shit. Like, that's just unprofessional. Grow the fuck up. It really is. Grow up. Mackenzie has missed weight in multiple organizations. At some point, you got to fucking say, okay, I got a problem. I got to fix this shit. I don't think it's been addressed. And I, I 100% think it's a discipline issue. And I mean, granted, she got, she's, she, got in, she's she does got a fat ass and she's, she's very ample in her bosom area. Mm-hmm. But uh, that can't be, a, that can't be the, it's not an excuse. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even That's though... not an excuse for her doing it. It's not like, oh, you're forgiven because you're fucking hot as shit. All right. Angela Hill's tweet was like something like, I'd have titties too if I didn't have to make 115. <laughs> or if I could weigh 123. That's what she said. Some shit like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's unprofessional as fuck. Grow up. And, and, and it's really hard because she's. A very good prospect with discipline. She issues. is, she is a good prospect. But she and I know she she got kicked out of her camp. So who knows how much? Who knows if her laziness is why they fucking told her to get fuck get the fuck out at the MMA lab? No, no, that's exactly what it is. And it, it's not necessarily her laziness. It's they wanted her more there, and she was splitting time. And they don't know what she's doing over there. And they're like, look, if you're part of our team, you're not helping our team by going three days over there and then coming to do what you want to do over here for four days and then leaving for another three. Right. It's like, if you're part of the team, you're part of the team. And they kicked her out of the team for that. Well, they asked her to leave more and, you know, she was encouraged to take her training. elsewhere. Better phrasing. And it's embarrassing because I really like Mackenzie Dern and not just because of her looks. She's got very incredible jujitsu. Her jits is off the fucking charts, but of course she's she's the daughter of a fucking legend. So yeah, I would hope that her jujitsu would be off the charts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her striking looked. I mean, obviously she knocked she knocked her down with a with a fucking overhand right, but her striking looked better than it did in her first fight. I don't. I still. I still think she's going to get pieced up on the feet if she don't work more because all she's throwing is yeah. overhands it was like jab jab yeah. overhand right there was no hooks no attempts of anything like that it was just a lot of overhands oh, it's always the same it's yeah. always the same she telegraphs very well and she she caught bobby cooper off one she she caught it right on the chin yeah i i was shocked as fuck i couldn't believe that 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 she got dropped by a punch Seeing it sucks because if it was against a striker, Amanda Cooper would have recovered, and I think she would have had time to, you know, get her get her footing back and maybe get back into the fight. 
But when you have a jujitsu practitioner and they clip you like that and they you're get an opportunity to jump on you like a fucking spider, they're going to do it. You're drowning. Yeah. You're drowning at that point. They're going to fucking life jacket your ass. And that's yep. what she did. She jumped on her, got the choke in as soon as she could, and that was it. Yep. She drowned her. Mm-hmm. Good for Mackenzie. But Good for McKenzie. fix that shit. Fix that shit. Fix that shit. Uh, Second fight of the main card, John Lineker picks up the KO in the third round over Brian Kelleher. Lineker looked good. Lineker looked real good coming back. You know, Uh, like we were saying, Boom Boom couldn't stand in front of him, and he knew that. So it was Lineker just chasing him down the whole fucking fight. Yeah. Lineker was working the body pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, at the end, it was just him running around chasing him and fucking socking him in the face. Because yeah. Boom Boom couldn't get him and keep him down. Nah. Lineker, I, like, I really like Lineker. I like Lineker, too. He's just, he doesn't, he doesn't match up well with the upper echelon of the 135-pound class. You saw what TJ did to him. Yeah, with, with superior strikers, a lot of guys that like mixing it up and can use a lot of good footwork against him and measure the distance a lot better than him. They fuck him up. Yeah. They don't even necessarily have to use their wrestling. No. Because Lineker's the, I'm going to hit you with the bomb, and you can't always just rely on your superior power. I mean, TJ broke his fucking jaw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Cody can break his jaw. Yeah. Even, I don't think Dominic's going to break his jaw, but Dominic can definitely piece him up. And get out of there before get out of there. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it. Like he just he he's gonna be a perennial. Like he he is gonna be in there in that Shark Tank, but he's just against the upper echelon. I think he. I still to this day think he lost that fight to uh, John Dotson. Yeah, I think I Dotson so won that fight. I think he won because of of fucking Brazil. Mm-hmm. But you know, Marlon Marlon. Jimmy Rivera, Rafael, those are fights that are attainable for for Lineker. But once you get up to Cruz, Garber, and Dillashaw, he ain't. Yeah, he'll get up to four maybe, but I don't know. Maybe. After that. Maybe. Once he gets into the top three, it kind of gets tough for him. The super elite striking kind of, it's hard for him to get. Get his bomb landed on him. Right. I mean, him and Marlon Rice are, are would be a pretty good matchup. Yeah, that would be a good fight. Him and Jimmy would be a pretty good matchup, too. I don't. I was about to say, I wouldn't mind seeing that one, too. I wouldn't mind seeing the, the loser of that fight face off against Lineker. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you got Rafael sitting ahead of him, and I know, <laughs> I know Marlon would like. Probably get a rematch. Get a rematch with with the Sun Sal. Fucking get that debut loss that Dave called him a loser and that he was never gonna be shit because he's a loser. Called Lineker? Yeah, no. Uh, Marlon Marais when he lost uh Rafael Sun Sal in his debut. Oh, okay. Sunset's got a good skill set. <clears throat> he does. Marlon won that fight. Mar- I mean, Marias. Sorry, Marias. Yeah. Marias got a good skill set. Marias is a tough dude. 
mm-hmm. like Marlon a lot. Oh, it was not a pleasant ending in the UFC career of Vitor Dadbod. Uh. For yet again, the dragon Leona Machida front kicks somebody into retirement. And for, the second, and for the second time in Vitor's career, he's been fucking hit by the crane kick. Yeah, put to sleep, man, both times. Both times. Pretty nasty, pretty slept nasty. Slept him. Yeah, one time he just fell and crunched like a, just crunched down. This time he fell back like a log, like he, he just fell back like a log. Yeah. <laughs> Machida fucking killed him. Yeah, Lyoto kind of just uh, stood there for a second and then, you know, got on his knees respectfully and did what he did. You know, just paid his respect to Vitor. Lyoto's a class act, man. Yeah. He's a class act. He really is. And he needed, he needed a win. He Lyoto did. He needed a win. He did. He did. He definitely did, unfortunately for Vitor. Wow. I didn't like Vitor in this fight, period. Mm-hmm. I had yeah, the last three fights, you could see the decline a lot. Every single fight has been a lot of decline in his skill set, or not in his skill set, but just in his performance. Like he's well, not dad bod. His last, well, besides being off the TRT, his last couple of fights is when he moved to TriStar. So mm. this laid into his career. Uh, Farasahadi is yeah. trying to implement a totally different style. But it's just, it's, it, I mean, the old Vitor style wasn't going to work either. He was going to rush in and get front kicked either way. Yeah. Like, Leoto just knew he was susceptible to it, but no, it's, I'm glad Vitor's retired from the UFC. Hopefully he stays retired. I doubt it. He can, I can see him going to Ryzen and being, I hope a, being able to do steroids again and maybe having a little career resurgence. No, man. I can see him trying to go to Bellator and yeah. use steroids. I hope not. Oh, but dude. These guys are going to do what they're going to do. If he goes to Bellator, you know, he's going to have to fight like Musasi, man. I don't want to see Musasi. Musasi's still a killer, man. Musasi's about to be the 185 champion at the end of the yeah. month. He fights at Bellator 200, right, London? Yep. yep. May 25th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then Loyoto called out uh, Michael Bisbing. Michael Bisbing ain't going to fight you. No, Bisbing said he's not fighting at 185. He's fighting no, he's at 205. 205. He's going to fight fucking Luke. Yeah, he wants Luke. And um, I don't know, Loyoto. We'll see. Maybe I think it would have been a smart fight just because it's an old guy versus an old guy. Doesn't really fuck with the division, and they're not like past their prime and being able to sell and you know put on a good fight. No, but there's no it. no it, the like fight, quality. The fight makes sense. Yeah. As far as well, all the things you listed, but it doesn't make sense for Bisbing. He's not gonna he's looking for a big fucking cash out before he retires. And Leona Machida is not drawing any money. No. The interest the interest in the rubber match between Luke and fucking Bisbing makes complete sense to me. Yeah. That fight will make dollars just based off the hatred of those two and the trash talk alone. I want to see it. It doesn't really matter for me. I'm not going to get my $600 back, but, you know. Oh, that you lost betting on Bisbing and Rockhold? 
Yeah, I bet on I bet Rockhold would would win even though I didn't need to in a parlay. I bet a hundred bucks. And that was the last fight out of a six one parlay, like a six person or six uh fight parlay I had picked out. And I went in super cocky like stupid Luke did. And then the f- the hundred bucks I was gonna the hundred bucks I bet plus the six hundred I was gonna win. Bye bye. Oh, speaking of bye bye. Oh shit. <coughs> yeah, you're you're gonna be about to be gone. Oh, I, <coughs> I am gone, dude. I can't even barely open my eyes right now. Uh, <coughs> oh, there we go. <coughs> God damn. I remember my first dab. I do actually. I'll never forget that shit. That was a fucking life changing experience. It was. No, I was thinking about mine. I'm like, when was mine? Oh, I thought you were pondering what I said. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, I still talk about mine with the person that fucking gave me my first one all the time because of how it fucked my goddamn life up. I swear, I, I think I hit. I think I hit it like an oil pen or something first, and then I hit it a dab. That's what I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, mine was mine was the other way around. Started doing dabs, then I got pens. Now I've had fucking probably almost a dozen pens over the last couple of years. Very nice. Shit. Yeah, very nice. I've spent a fuck ton of money on goddamn oil pens. Because there were times like, my first couple of G pens were like a hundred bucks a pop. Damn. You got, well, because they were a two pack, you got the little G pen minis. Mm-hmm. I bought maybe they were fifty each. I don't remember, but I spent a fuck ton of money on those. I bought two or three of them because I lost them or destroyed them. <coughs> Lots of money on pens. Uh, Cesar Ferreira picks up the submission win in the first round over Carl Robinson. Put him to sleep. Put him to sleep. Night, night. Head and arm. Keep your butthole tight. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, that was yeah, a the arm triangle. Choke. Arm triangle choke was it was a fucking beautiful transition too. Yeah, very quick too. Yep, won the first round. Yeah. I mean, even just the way he jumped, like, there was no resistance from Carl when he jumped from fucking into, or out of half guard and into yeah, fucking so side. He did that. He just waited for him to go to sleep. The ref touched his hand, and he he saw he was he's asleep. Yeah, he was done. Yeah, you're done, boy. Done. Jesus. Jesus, Alexi Olnick. God damn it. Another Ezekiel choke. Very impressive. Yeah. To get because it again. The, yeah, Junior Albini gave it to him, man. He did. Gave it to him. He did it from the... Didn't Wasn't last time he did it from mount? Yeah, yeah, he did it. Well, did he, was, no, the guy was mounted on him. Was that it? He was mounted. He was, he was, the guy was mounted on him, and then he did it on him. This one... He pulled he, him he, on top of yeah. him. No, no, no. Junior Albini swept his leg and jumped into the fuck... Or dropped into guard. Oh, it looked like... And dropped down into it. it and then like he, he, uh, okay, it looked like he pulled him on top. Oh, I, I, 
you know, Olenek was definitely like, come on, baby, you, you want to do this? I want to get sweat. But stupid Albini sweat the leg like a fucking idiot. Instead of pushing against the cage and kind of like shrugging out and trying to get out of it and throw knees or something. Right. He's like, hey, let's uh, do this quick sweep. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me take you to the ground real quick. Yeah, let me take you to the ground where you're going to choke me out real quick. <laughs> I mean the the three out of the four fights on the prelims were all submissions. Mm-hmm. The, after the first fight, it was just boom, 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 submission, submission, submission. <clears throat> uh, Olenek picks up the performance of the night for the submission. And the internet goes crazy because he hit the Ezekiel once again. Jesus. It's it's like Oven Saint Prue, man. You know the yeah. you know the Saint Prue chokes coming. What do you yeah, how many how it? many of these Ezekiel chokes does he have? You said four in the UFC, in the UFC only. God damn. No, I think he only has two in the UFC. Oh, okay. I think he might have nine in MMA competition. He may have. More. God damn. Yeah, I think he only has two in the UFC though. Okay. Because so I think that's only. Yeah, he. No, oh, maybe he got one against Travis Brown. So it might be uh, three. Dude's got 44 submissions, so I don't want to go through all of them, but I think he's got a lot of Ezekiel chokes if he's got 44 submission victories. Yeah, he's got four submissions. So maybe he does have four Ezekiel choke submissions in the UFC. I don't Damn, know. just in the UFC? I, just, I don't know for sure. I can't. It doesn't say what kind of submission it was on the website. But... That cranks, yeah. I know we got Victor Pesta and Junior Albini. I don't know if I know any submitted Travis Brown and Anthony Hamilton. I just don't know by what. Yeah. But I know he's got a bunch of them in his career. I remember Joe saying he either had like <clears throat> it was either nine or twelve in his career, so in MMA. But he's got fucking sixty eight fights or some shit. God damn. Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, the boa constrictor. Oh, yeah, no, definitely nine or higher. I'm going through his record right now. There's so many Ezekiel chokes. So it's probably, it's over. It's like nine. It's nine. Nine? Okay. It's got to be nine. If you heard nine, it's nine because I saw like a bunch. (laughs) I saw over six. It's ridiculous. You know it's coming, but you can't stop it. That's his favorite choke. It is. It's his go-to move. Uh, we already talked about what Davi Ramos did to Nick Hine. Yeah. Beautiful uh, yeah. pass to back. Great, great jujitsu transitions. Transitions, my friend. On the floor, too much Brazilian jujitsu. Use your positions. In the opening fight of the prelims, Eliza Zaliski dos Santos gets the KO win over Sean Strickland. Surprise! I think this was kind of a little surprising. Yeah, yeah. I thought Strickland was going to win. Yeah. I thought everyone thought Strickland was going to win. Yeah. And I, even the Capoeira kick was fucking surprising. Oh my god, that kick was beautiful. Yeah, it, it took it took Sean out of his wits completely. It caught him clean and flush. Yeah, and uh, he couldn't recover. Uh, Santos jumped on him like a killer, landed some strikes, and. Uh, Sean just wasn't defending himself intelligently. He went for the ref after the ref stopped the fight because he wasn't looking. You know, he might still have been there, 
but he was taking shots to the face while trying to go for a like takedown and not a very effective takedown like a, a takedown from a punch and he was on his ass so like it was it, i agree with the takedown or with the stoppage yeah i do too just, but that wheel kick, man, that wheel kick is what really got the finish. Yeah. Beautiful spinning wheel kick, some capoeira shit in there. Dude, it, looked, it was very uh, a la Edson Barboza. A lot of these Brazilians were throwing in there. Ferreira, too, wasn't it? Uh, I forgot what other Brazilian was trying to use some fucking capoeira shit. Dude, I don't remember. They were definitely throwing spinning wheel kicks all day. It was... It was a long fucking night of smoking weed for us. I mean, it always is for fight night, but we were doing a lot of dabs, too, on top of smoking joints, so. Yeah. Was, we were all fucked up when we left. Well, I didn't leave. I obviously live here. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking wired, though, man. I stayed up till like. Three o'clock in the morning after the fights, at least. God damn. Yeah, I just wasn't tired. Fights got over. It was really high. I fucking watched something. I don't remember what it was. I stayed up late. It was fucking crazy. All right, let's bust through these early prelims. Uh, Wally Alves gets the KO win over Salt and Aleve. Wally looked good. Called out Kobe Covington. Said he going to crush his face. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Wait, didn't Worley already beat Colby? Yeah, he choked him out. Yeah. So he's one of Kobe's last losses. Colby. Let's do it. Let's get it. <clears throat> I mean, it's smart on Worley's part. That's mm -hmm. He's a high ranker. Uh, dude, goddamn Jack Hermanson, man. That's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. That's a tough dude. He was like fucking writhing in pain on a broken rib right yeah we thought it was his knee everybody thought it was his leg the announcers during the fight were like talking about his leg yeah in it wasn't until after the fight that we realized it was his rib dude's got heart yeah dude rib injuries are nothing no joke taking out talent you can't breathe you don't you feel like you can't breathe yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, you feel like you can't breathe, and it hurts to breathe. Yeah. Oh, I've fucked up my ribs plenty of times in my life. Oh. My right side has fucking been through hell. Sucks. But yeah, exactly. You just you, you don't want to breathe. You don't take deep breaths. Like, the doctors have to tell you to take deep breaths so you don't get pneumonia. <laughs> <coughs> Fucked up. But yeah, that's that's fucking toughness on Jack's part. I'll give it to him. Look good. Uh Ramazan Amiv gets the only other decision win over Alberta Mina. Pretty dominantly. Yeah. Mina not putting on for Brazil. No. No no. And then Marcus Perez picked up the submission win over James Bochnoviak. Perez with a nonstop ground attack was yeah. dominating him on the floor. Yeah. And then uh, I think he just cranked his face off. <laughs> I think he just got like a, a rear naked choke and just hit him with the crank. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think you're right. 
But uh, he looked pretty good. Looked pretty dominant against Bosniak. Or Bosnovic. Bosnovic. Bosnovic, I, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Bellator a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Ryan Bader took 15 whole seconds to knock out King Mo. To now go into the semifinals against Matt Mitrione in the heavyweight Grand Prix. The light heavyweight champion's going to face. Yeah. He's this not, guy he's off not, in the heavyweight tournament. I, I'll say it now. I don't think he gets past Mitrione. I don't think so either. Matt. Unless Mitrione gets wrestled, it, we're going we're gonna to get to see Mitrione's wrestling, right? B- Bader's definitely the better wrestler. Yeah. A, a pure wrestler, I should say. I mean, MMA wrestling and his weight disadvantage is, is a completely other thing. But Yeah, because Mitrione's a big boy. Definitely a big boy. Bader, Bader is a fucking 205-er. So. Yeah. But it's going to be a tough task for Matt or for uh, for Ryan. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if, if Muhammad was really even into the fight. Like King Mo just took that shot and was like, mm, "I'm done." I don't think he wanted any Ryan Bader. I don't think so either. And Mo just kind of has that about himself, where sometimes he just doesn't get up for the fight and he just doesn't want to fight. And it's like, okay, fuck it, I'll just take the loss and give me my paycheck. Yeah, it didn't seem that crazy of a hit. It didn't seem like he was really that out of it. And it seemed like the refs just jumped in there, like, you know. Yeah. Don't oh, kill him. I agree 100%. He's not going to defend himself. Don't kill him. I'm not saying the ref was in it and Bellator was in it. I'm saying King Mo wasn't in it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not throwing out that it was a fixed fight. I just think Mo sometimes. Yeah, he just didn't want it. He didn't want it. Bob Sapp used to do that shit. He'd just be in there to fucking get a paycheck. Give up the fight. Do it. I mean, whatever. Bader would have beat the shit out of him anyway. Yeah, Bader was going to win. Yeah. I think he knew that, too. Yeah. I think he saved himself an ass whooping. I think so, too. Because he didn't even say, I'm jumping back down to 205. He said, uh, 185, here I come. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to 185, so. Yeah. I'm in the heavyweight tournament, but I'm jumping two divisions down. Bye. Peace. Uh, John Fitch ground out Paul Daly. Pretty much exactly what I knew was going to happen. If well, da- this this is an exact copy of the fight that we saw Josh Koscheck and Paul Daly in the UFC. It's always been Daly's fucking kryptonite as a, as mm-hmm. a, a good wrestler. He sucks on the ground. What do you think about his bitching? <laughs> you're fucking. It's your fucking thing to get your ass up, man. It's not. It's not. It's not on John Fitch to fight at your style. It's on you to to defend John Fitch's style. Hundred percent. John Fitch did what he had to do. Stop you from fucking punching him in the face. Exclusively fight for. Bellator kickboxing, if that's what you want. Well, or, but don't come to MMA and be like, Bleh. get better at wrestling. You know you suck at it. Yeah. Well, it was like ten years ago. Koscheck did that shit to him. Yeah, Koscheck did this exact same thing to him. <clears throat> and you know and what John Fitch the... is gonna do? John Fitch has made a career out of that. Yeah, and and then he hit him after the fact, and that's why he's never allowed in the UFC ever again because he hit Josh Koscheck. After... Well, I, I don't even hit him. He took a swipe at him. Oh, he hit him. 
Okay. He punched him. He punched him right in the face. Gigantic. And uh, I would have wanted to punch. I wanted to punch Josh Koscheck in the face too. But I wish they would have at least let him get a clean shot. Well, he did have you know three rounds to get it, and he didn't. So you know what? Fuck it. Don't give him a clean shot at it. <laughs> and I like Paul Daly, dude. I like Paul Daly, but learn how to Paul fucking Daly. wrestle, man. <laughs> I like I like his striking. He's got very fucking explosive striking, but look what happens if you can't defend the takedown. Exactly. This is MMA. Yep. It's it's not fucking kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Pico once again. Ooh. Once again proves he's he's not a fluke. Did Dave say this guy was going to be garbage too? <laughs> no, I don't know. We weren't. Uh, Dave, he's probably not even around. This nah, guy's that... been. He's been fighting for one eleven months, and he's already had three fights. Yeah, yeah. Cause he debuted what last year? <coughs> last debuted year, last year. He's had four fights, then in June. He debuted June twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. Has he had four? I thought it was only three. I thought it was only three too, but June twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. Was Zach Freeman, and then September twenty third, two thousand seventeen, Justin Lin, and then Shane Crutchen was two thousand eighteen, January twentieth, and then this one. Those are all his Bellator fights, or those are just his fights in general. Those are all Bellator fights, bro. What? All his fights in general, actually, because they don't have his amateur record here. Holy shit! Aaron Peek was a fucking beast. You just listed like five fights. Those are four. Was it only four? Yeah. It sounded like five. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Why are you knocking shit over? Yeah, but four fights within a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, How old is he, too? He's 21 years old. 21, yeah. Holy fuck. If you guys do not know who Aaron Pico is, look him up. And he's working on... And he's he's planning on uh, still trying to be a world champion in wrestling, too. Mm. He lost to Zach Freeman, but it was his first fight, and he was a weight class that he shouldn't have been fighting at above him. And Zach Freeman had a bunch of fights. He wasn't a slouch. He only has three losses. He hit. And he only had two when he fought Aaron Pico. So. Um, yeah, three Aaron and Pico one. You're right. Super young prospect. You guys should check him out. That way you guys could talk shit about people that didn't know him when he's in the UFC kicking ass. Yeah, it won't be long before, you know, Pico's going to fight out, probably fight out this contract, and then the UFC is going to swoop in and take him. Mm-hmm. He's got three KOs, all maybe by the same means of left hook. I say, I know two of them have been body shot KOs. Yeah, two of them have been body shot KOs with the left hook, and I think the other one was a left hook to the face to... I don't know. That was like a, it was like a left uppercut right in the liver. Mm-hmm. This, this one, yeah. yeah, to Lee Morrison. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's funny because Lee Morrison got you could see him cringe in his face, and he he rolls back in pain. Oh yeah, like I need to get as far away from this guy as possible. His right body now. shut down on him. Every people <laughs> looks like he hits like a Mack truck, dude. That guy hits hard. Like just seeing, he's a boss. not just like one or two guys, like every. Everyone his face it looks like he hits hard. He's a he's a goddamn fucking 
a Golden Gloves boxer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's a beast. Golden Gloves boxer, super badass wrestler. Yeah, he was an amazing wrestler in college and on the world scene. It's crazy. He looks, he looks jacked as fuck, dude, for being 21 years old. Like, his body doesn't... I'm not saying it looks like it's on steroids. I'm saying it doesn't look like a 21-year-old. I'm saying it looks like that of an older man that's been through times and tribulations. Like, his body is seeing some shit. Like, his body is cut more than usual in spots not steroid related I'm just saying it looks like he's he knows how to work out no homo or all homo who cares you know <laughs> he's uh yeah he's, he says he's planning on being a two sport world champion that's cool he was he. I mean, he nearly made the the Olympic team at nineteen, and uh, so he's you know world championship in wrestling is not out of the question for him. The, they've been calling him not me. They've been calling him the LeBron James of MMA. Mauro Ronaldo and like a lot of people have been using that. Oh, he's looking to. You no, know, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He he's looking to get a world title in boxing. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, his wrestling. He's he's done with wrestling, I guess. But now he's concentrating on MMA. But his goal after winning winning an MMA title is to do the same in boxing. Doesn't Bellator have boxing? Bellator boxing, Bellator kickboxing, and Bellator MMA. I don't know if they have boxing. I know they okay. have kickboxing, but I don't know if they have Bellator. Uh, Bellator boxing or not. He had 30 amateur fights as a boxer. Bam. That was like when he was... Uh... <laughs> he said, uh, let's see. He said, when I started boxing at 10 or 11 years old, I thought I was going to do full-on professional boxing. I thought I was going to go to the Olympics in boxing. And a couple of guys who I've beaten were on the Olympic team for 2016. I was a really high-level boxer. I had 30 amateur fights, but I was approaching high school, and I said, I've got to get back to wrestling, and went back to wrestling. Did MMA and uh, pancreation, but it's not a matter of matter if I want to get boxing fights. I'll eventually get the boxing bouts. That's crazy. <clears throat> Good on him. Yeah. Get on it, UFC, especially with... Uh... Zufa boxing. He said he's been uh, he's been Cotto's sparring partner for the last two fights of his career. So he's you know he spars with high level guys. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I believe it. The kid's fucking motivated enough. He can do it. Oh, kid's got skills, man. He's does. very talented. Definitely has skills. Definitely has skills. Uh, nothing really. Else. I mean, check Congo one against a guy who looked in worse shape than I do. Yeah, I I could have taken the place of Jay Allen. Probably did a little bit better. Right. 
uh, and Adam Piccoletti, Piccoletti uh, submitted Carrington, the previously undefeated Carrington Banks. You. Oh. You want to, uh, you know, preview this Saturday's card a little bit since we, we won't do the show on uh, Thursday because you're going to see Action Bronson. Yeah, and a I'm free go, show. And free I'm gonna Bronson go, show. Yeah, that's dope as fuck. And because we're not doing the show, I'm going to see Deadpool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we could touch on it. Yeah, I mean, we could, let's just uh, kind of go over the, the main card basically and whatever. So, yeah. Got Damian Maya stepping in to take on Kamaru Usman on short notice. I guess we get to see the jujitsu question answered against uh, Usman. That's yeah. if it gets there. Yeah, if he doesn't knock out Damian, but I mean that's his his favorite thing to do is get you up against the fence, take you down, and try to ground and pound you out. And just work you over, yeah. Um, Which isn't that smart against Maya. No, not at all. But he does have he does have power. I mean, he's fucking dropped people. Yeah. Two, he two he definitely has the striking to where he can keep the distance and land very effective strikes and maybe stop it. Yeah, it's in second to third round. But yeah, what he did to Sergio Moraes. It depends on how he's going to want to play it and how Maya's going to. You know, try to implement his skill set for sure. I mean, his it, his usual method is he's a you know uh, Kamara's a grinder and just get the decision. But if Maya is going to try to stand and trade with him, he's going to probably get knocked out. Yeah. And if it goes to the ground, well, kid, I hope you <laughs> I hope you can swim because you're going to get drunk into the murky waters. Yeah, I love Kamara Usman. I'm gonna take Kamara Usman by knockout. I love Demi Maya, but you know, having respect and love is one thing, and I respect the Kamaru, shit out of Damian Maya too. Yeah, it's just Kamara Usman. It's it, he's the younger, more, you know, he's well round. He's more well rounded of a fighter. Yeah, it's just like we just talked about the comparison between Damian and and Jacare last week. <laughs> Damien is one of the best jujitsu guys, pure jujitsu practitioners in MMA. Period. Him, Fabricio, Big Nog, Jacare. Mm-hmm. But those other fighters have evolved. I mean, Damien's striking has gotten better later into his career, but it's he, it's not. To be honest, he, it has gotten better, but he's been old. Yeah. To, to where he realized, shit, I need to work on it. And then I think he only worked on it to a point to where he can get close on him and to where he can get out of situations that he was didn't want to be in. Right. And not necessarily to be effective and be offensive with it. It was more defensive striking and more offensive striking so I can get the takedown. Right. And I think Camaro also has the fights against... Tyron Woodley and uh, Colby Covington to draw a game plan from. Yeah. They're both similar style sets to what he is good at, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
The only difference is, well, for between Kobe and, was that a five round? Yeah, that was only a three, but Tyrant was a five round, so. Kamaro's never gone five. That's going to be an interesting factor. Yeah, but I think we finally he, get to see. I think he gets it done before that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it goes past the third. No. Maybe, but I don't think so. Maybe, maybe. Co-main event: Alexa Grasso taking on Tatiana Suarez. My baby, Alexa Grasso. Yeah, yeah. Who's that loss she had to? Um, Herrig? Yeah, she lost to Herrig. Herrig, yeah. Decision. And it was a definite loss. Uh, I thought she beat Randa Marcos. That's the decision win that she got. And I'm definitely rooting for Garasso, 100%. Screw that other girl. I don't even want to know her name. She can go to hell and die. Tatiana Suarez? Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe this might be a little difficult for for you between the two Hispanic women, but you just don't care about Tatiana Suarez, period, huh? Yep. I'm seeing that also 100%. <laughs> I don't even want to know about the other girl. <laughs> uh, no, she, but uh, she was, I don't know a lot about Tatiana. She but, was the uh, winner of the Ultimate Fighter. She beat Amanda Cooper for the for the title and then didn't fight for ever. Oh, she's the girl that's been out forever, right? Yeah, she fought. She, she fought last off. year. She fought last year. Made her return after not fighting for over a year. She came back to fight in November against Vivian Pereira and picked up the damn. Because this girl's not dominating that bad. split decision. No, she's she's six and zero. Oh. Got a good story. She won the show, and then she had to step away because of I don't know what it was. Was it cancer or some? I don't. I don't remember. But it, it's something, right? Where she was like sick or something, where she couldn't fight, and like she, it's been a while, right? Like like two years. Uh, yeah. Her, she she won the Ultimate Fighter July eighth of two thousand sixteen, <laughs> and then she fought uh, Vivian Pereira at the end of two thousand seventeen. Oh, okay. So it's it's been almost two years since she won the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. She just hasn't been very active. Yeah, she was she was inactive yeah. for over a year, almost a year and a, about a year and a half, I guess. And then, so yeah, close to two years. You're right. That's that that's the reason I don't know too much about her. She's she's been really inactive. Yeah, she's only had this will be a, her third fight in the organization, mm-hmm. but she's six and zero. Oh. And to be honest, I've been following uh, Garasso since before the UFC, just because. She is from Mexico, and I, I I was like, oh, Mexican fighter. I was intrigued by that. I'm like, we don't we don't see a lot of like Mexican Mexican fighters oh, yeah. with like a kickboxing skill set that isn't just boxing. This card's from I forgot. This is uh, Chile. Yeah, this is Chile. Santiago, Chile. Arriba, arriba. <laughs> but I've been a fan of. Uh, I've got up for a while now. That's why I'm I'm rooting for her. Uh, sorry, Titana, you've been inactive for so long, and you're going to come back to get a loss, but, you know, it's whatever. I'm going to take Alexa, but I don't think it's going to be easy. No, I don't think so either. The other Ta- girl won the show for a reason. Uh, Tatiana Suarez is tough. Mm-hmm. She's tough. 
hopefully Grosso's continued to work on her ground game. Yeah. She's got good striking, not not definitely. super powerful. Yeah, but. she's definitely got good good striking. She's a she's a mm-hmm. pretty decent boxer, but uh you know, she she doesn't ha- she averages 0. .33 takedowns and has a 50% takedown accuracy where uh Tatiana's averaging 5.61 takedowns a fight and 87.5. So that might be the the, the factor, the I wrestling. Mean, she's she's got a uh Grossel's got a 68% uh, defense. So we'll see. We shall see. Oh, what other fights are interesting? Oh, ha ha ha! Yeah, my boy Vincente Luque kicking off the card. Yeah, against Chad Laprise. I'd seen Luque fight, but I didn't really start paying attention to him. So yeah. you're like, I like Vincente Luque. I'm like, oh, I'll check him out. Uh, Vincente is my. I, boy. I, I knew who he was, but I just you know wasn't behind him. It's a good fight though. For it's it's a tough matchup, man. The Priest is on a three-fight winning streak all by knockout over Thibaut Godi, Brian Camozzi, and Galore Bufando. Bufando. Uh, before that, he had a – well, he, since winning Tough Nations or losing Tough Nations. No, he doesn't win Over – oh, yeah, he won it over Auburn Mercier. He has been. Uh, he won two in a row, then lost two to Pearson and Tronaldo, and then, like I said, three fight win streak. So this is that's a tough matchup for Vincente, but I like Vincente in this. I like Vincente in any fight, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Vincente. I had him in that Leon Edwards fight, even though Leon Edwards kicked the shit out of him. But Vincente likes to bang. He's tough. And he's got my dad's name, so I'm going with him. All right. All right. Oh, who else is on? Oh, my man. Brandon Moreno. Yeah, he's uh, Alexandre Pantoja. That's who he's taking on. Uh, they took what's his name out, right? Because yeah. uh, he was having who was supposed issues to be with this kid. Uh, Ray Borg. Ray Borg, that's right. That's right, because they were supposed to fight in Brooklyn, and then it got rebooked. Because of the glass, and now because his son is having uh, issues, which he's doing better, but you know. Yeah, I hope Brandon Moreno has gone back to trading in uh, in Colorado because his last fight against Sergio Pettis, he just stayed at his old camp in Mexico and did not look as good as he had been looking in previous fights after training in Colorado with uh, Team Elevation and stuff yeah so hopefully he went back mm-hmm. yeah i like more i like uh moreno he's uh yeah. a little badass but let's get back to colorado yep get back to training in a good spot iron sharpens iron uh yeah i got zach cummings in action enrique barzola against brandon davis Henry Bion and Frankie Sainz. And, uh, yeah. Felipe Silva and Claudio Puelas. That's, that's it. Not a lot to that card. Should be a good fun fun card, though. It'll be free. It's first time in Chile, free card. Yeah, yeah. Big deal for, for the people of Chile and the UFC. And yeah. 
even though they think they're the more superior of the Latin American countries. But yeah. Oh, no, never mind. That's Argentina. I apologize, Chile. But you know what? <laughs> They're kind of smug, too. So fuck them. <laughs> <clears throat> so the medical suspensions for the for UFC 224 are out. Um, Amanda Nunes and Jacare are both suspended for 180 days. Uh, both need x-rays of right foot. And then... If cleared, then Amanda can have uh, 30 days no contest and the 20 day 21 day no contact. Uh, Raquel Pennington got 60 days along with Brian Kelleher, Vitor Belfort, and Sean Strickland, Sultan Aleve. Uh, Talis Latis Alberto Marino is a 45 day. Gastelum and Olnick 30, and everybody else pretty much 14 day suspensions. I guess Pennington's leg isn't broken because she only got 60 days. Well, that was... I I heard it Monday from the Monday morning podcast. Right. The Monday morning. This was as of yesterday at 2 p.m., so that may just be based off of the post-fight evaluations in Brazil. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Because she, she, she was... She was still going to go to her inter- or her doctor's appointments right after that interview. Right. There. So, so this just may be based on on the suspensions that the Brazilian, uh, whatever, before she saw the doctors in, in America. So who knows? Yeah, this was – these were from 2 p.m. yesterday, but there hasn't been any update to the story. So uh, what do we got for news? Um – the U.S. Supreme Court has ended the federal ban on sports gambling. So what kind of repercussions are we going to see for MMA? Uh, according to MMA Fighting, sports betting is currently bringing in $5 billion annually to Las Vegas with an estimated $150 billion in sports done illegally every year. So, um, gambling's a good way for them to legally fucking get some people interested. Uh, so what you're telling me is what I was doing was illegal, Jeff? No, I think, I don't know. I don't know how it works with the websites. I don't know how it was where I, I would gamble through five dimes and I, I haven't done it for like a year and a half, just not because of the legalities, but I think it's legal up to a certain point. It's got to be legal because like, yeah, and then you report it. It once it once you start earning more than a certain amount, right? It can't then you be. have to report on your taxes or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, like stuff like DraftKings and shit is legal. So yeah, that I used to do five dimes. I don't do it anymore just because I don't know. I stopped gambling. Well, I know but, other people like Kyle is. On, openly talked about it on during uh, Fight Companions. Him and Zach will do stuff like on, uh, I think it's Bovado. And there's plenty of other MMA betting sites, so they're not probably not illegal. I think they're talking stuff that's coming into the casinos and through bookies and shit. But would that like open up a lot more sites to start doing gambling themselves, like yeah, a Bovada and like a Five Dimes, and make it probably easier and more user-friendly than 
all this fucking shit. Well, you don't even really have to do a lot of shit with betting sites. So you just got to, like, photocopy your fucking <laughs> stuff and send it to them. Or, yeah, it would just open it up. Account. Yeah. It would just open it up more. Um, and just give more states the ability to cash in on the money that Vegas is making. Because instead yeah. of just making your bets through Vegas, you can legally make them in your own through your own state. So, uh, John Addict's pretty happy about being able to gamble. Yeah, a lot of people, I bet you are. It's <laughs> <laughs> a ton of people are happy about gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't gamble, so it really doesn't impact me yeah. either way. I'm not really a big fan of just taking my money and lighting it on fire. I went to my first casino almost, it'll be two years ago this summer. I was 33 at the time. That was the first time I ever went to a fucking casino. 32. That was 32 at the time. But my ex and I were in Illinois. We ended up going to one in Joliet. Fucking, I spent like 50 bucks and I was like, oh, I'm done here. Yeah. Fuck this shit. I never deposited more than 50 <laughs> bucks. I'm not going to say I didn't lose more than 50 bucks, but I only deposited 50 bucks every time I bet, you know. This it was what... never more than 50 bucks. It was just, I would win sometimes. I would have like fucking like 900 bucks and then fucking like gamble it. I was just going to I was just going to say this when it comes to gambling is where you're going to play coy as much as you talk about how much weed you smoke and shit yeah. on the show which is illegal in your state. Yeah. No, it's just that I would only spend 50 bucks I would, I would gamble like when I would win a lot of money I'd you know make stupid bets. Yeah. Stupid parlays and then lose them and then be mad and be like fuck you. Luke Rockhold. <laughs> break your back. Yeah, break your fucking back, piece of shit. Um, the UFC announced on Saturday night during their broadcast that the fight between Dan Henderson and Shogun Hua, number one, is going into the Hall of Fame. So that's cool. Yep, that was a badass fight. It was, dude. UFC 139 It's going to get in into the quote-unquote fight wing of the USC Hall of Fame uh, uh, during International Fight Week. Yeah, it was a really good fight. Really good fight. Got fight pass. Go back and watch that shit. Yeah. Both guys, they're prime-ish. I mean, Dan, Dan just... Dan was just fucking Dan. Uh, but so he he Dan thinks it's pretty neat that they remember different moments and that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame for that. I'm sure he's also going to be in the Hall of Fame as a fighter. He definitely should be. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Shogun probably is going to end up in the Hall of Fame at some point. Yeah, and it's funny because <laughs> he was look at the impact. Shogun was champion. Hendo wasn't. 
But yeah. Shogun had more of an impact than the time he was there. Well, Shogun had that dominant fucking run in Pride. Yeah. That murderous uh, middleweight Grand Prix that he won. Such a young age. Dude, that was a that was one of the I've watched gone back and watched that Grand Prix again over the like the last couple of years it's happened, but that was a fucking murderer's row he had to go through. And imagine if him and Ander or uh, him and Vanderlei would have ended up fighting. Fucking a dude. That would have oh my god. His foot stomps and soccer kicks are just the reason why the UFC was like, nah. That's eh. too violent. Too violent, dude. He, dude, those soccer kicks were nasty. Yeah. Just fucking punt people's heads off, kicking field goals. Uh. Who still does that? One FC? No. Um. I think it's uh. Ryzen. Okay. Ryzen has pride rules. I don't think 1FC does. Okay. Could be wrong. I haven't really watched a lot of 1FC, though, so I don't really know. Uh, yeah, let's end it with this one tonight. Uh, Chuck Liddell's coming out of retirement <laughs> and targeting a fight with Tito Ortiz in late 2018. So ridiculous. Why? Why, Chuck? Money. I mean, at least, yeah, because he's probably drank away everything. Um. Oh God. Yeah, it's gonna take place under the uh, the Golden Boy MMA banner. Yeah, and I don't know if you recall, but I've been calling. I've lost a lot of respect for Oscar. I used to watch Oscar as a kid growing up because my dad liked boxing and I used to watch Chavez and then yeah. Chavez got beat by the La Hoya and then, you know, and uh, he became a promoter. And to me, ever since uh, the whole McGregor versus Mayweather thing started and he's like, well, why don't we do Canelo versus uh, McGregor if you guys really want to fight? And then they did Mayweather versus McGregor and then he got super butthurt and then started started talking super shit about the fight started going like on fucking shows just talking about uh, uh shit about the fight and how it shouldn't have gotten made and it's travesty against boxing he actually wanted people to protest against it because he wanted his fight to sell more which was the triple g versus canelo fight right and to me it's always been a matter of him getting butt hurt because dana white has started getting into the boxing promotion is going to start zufa boxing and he's the He's the best boxing promoter right now. I think he's been the best boxing promoter for a while now, uh, for Golden Boy. Um, it's a horrible idea. It's a stupid idea. You're not going to get anything done with this. I think he's only going to hurt his brand. And it just shows you how out of touch he is with society. Yeah, dude, you're going to open up your MMA promotion with two old guys that don't really have any business fighting. No. Tito, 
Tito shouldn't have been fighting in Bellator. No, dude. He got beat by Chael in the nasty. Did he Quick. Get, did he get beat by Chael? Oh, no, wait, didn't he? He beat Chael, right? He beat Chael, yeah. Chael says he Oh, my he God, why am him. I remembering? Yeah, why? You might remember that because Chael's saying that he beat Tito. Tito, yeah, and Tito beat uh, Tito beat Ken really fast, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened, right? Chael, or Tito left uh, with two wins so quick. <laughs> well, he had a couple of, he had some losses. He fought, he fought uh, Liam McGeary. Yeah, he got, got beat pretty bad. got beat up by Liam McGeary pretty bad. Uh, I don't want to see this at all. I don't have. Any. I don't. I don't know who wants to, Jeff. I don't know, man. I don't know people that hate Tito. I'll probably watch it, but I don't want. I'm not. Look, if it's pay per view, I'm definitely not going to watch it. I'll watch. I'll find it afterward. Yeah. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. But Golden Boy isn't going to put anything on TV for free. No, they're going to. They're going to put it on pay per view. You think they just throw it on HBO? No, right? HBO or Showtime, maybe. I don't know who's Golden Boys. Actually. They're ESPN, so so mate, no, ESPN ain't, ain't fucking carrying it out no more. Oh. Maybe though, maybe this is gonna be their launch foray into MMA, like because he's saying the end of 2018, but then then that just does nothing really for Golden Boy because it's just gonna be a one-off event because yeah. they're not gonna put Golden Boy MMA on there when they got that deal with the UFC now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, this is going to be pay-per-view or they're going to shop it to, like, HBO or Showtime. Yeah, this seems like garbage because yeah. if this is this is what you're trying to sell people on, it's not even you're not even trying to, like, uh, put together a respectable card with them opening up the card and then it being actual good prospects or something. Like, it just... Well, dude, and if Tito beats Chuck this time, like, are we going to see a rematch? Oh, no. Because but, then it has to go five. Because if right. he beats him twice, then it's going to go five times. Because Chuck's not going to stop. No. As long as not going to stop. As long as somebody's going to pay Chuck to fight, Chuck's going to fight. The only no. reason Chuck hasn't fought is because Dana told him, like, Dana wouldn't give him a job anymore. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He said that if I was working for the UFC, I probably wouldn't be doing this. They kind of had to fire him. Yeah. And um, what about him saying that in, like, two or three fights he wants to face John Jones? Yeah, dude, calling out John and shit. Like, get out of here. Chuck in his prime couldn't beat John Jones. Uh-oh. John's skill set was way ahead of Chuck's. You saw what happened at the end of his career when he started fighting more evolved fighters. Mm-hmm. Dude, look what happened with Franklin. Yeah. And Franklin was from his era. Right. And a lower and a lower weight class. Well, you, I, I would say he was a tweener. I think he could make 185, but he should have been at 190, 195 instead of 205 when he fought Chuck. Chuck got beat by fucking Keith Jardine. Yeah. I don't want to see it, man. I will. Don't get me wrong. If it's free, but I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying a pay per view for this. And when is enough enough? They're almost like fifty, man, aren't they? Chuck, I think, is fifty. Yeah, Chuck's like about to be fifty. Sorry, I don't he's know how. Forty-eight. 
Okay. I don't know how old Tito is. Tito's probably early 40s. 41, 42, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, dude. It doesn't, these, it doesn't make any fucking sense, bro. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but even you know what I can see Oscar doing is him like <clears throat> unless he's gonna really fucking build some shit up in the next few months and get some good ass fighters he's just gonna have to throw them in a ring as a co-main event or a part of a one of his golden boy promotion fights Um, Chuck said that that wasn't gonna happen he said it was gonna be an all MMA pay-per-view okay I didn't listen to the interview with Chuck, so. Oh yeah, yeah, no, Chuck. Yeah, I think that was the first one with uh, Chuck, uh MMA hour was Chuck. Yeah, on Monday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, it's a rarity I listen to the MMA hour anymore. I just can't stand Ariel Hawani. I'm glad I listened to today. A lot of that we were going to talk about. He had a lot of people on there. Chuck. He always does. It just yeah. it's hard for me Dern. to sit through him usually. Plus, it's long as fuck. Four goddamn yeah, hours. Five and a half. Yeah, usually it's at least four, but he yeah, extended it right. The, uh, the world don't need that much Ariel Hawani. They just don't need it. <laughs> they just don't need it, bro. Nobody needs that shit in their life. I went through it today. I salute you. I salute and respect you for being able to do that. Good for you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. You are welcome. You are very welcome. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing else, man. <laughs> I'm fucking high, man. I've been ripping this bowl. <laughs> Dude, that fucking dab wrecked my life. Wrecked my life. But we're at like two hours, so I think it's safe to say we can we can call it a show. We squeezed in everything we needed to squeeze in for the week, so Fatty Boom Batty. Boom bop bip bip. And you deserve to be able to go see Action Bronson now. Yeah. Are you are you going to that art show? It's right before I should check it out. Yeah. It's your life. I think it's free. I need to check if it's free. If it's free out, I, I should go. But action's going to be fucking sweet. Yeah. Action's going to be free. Yeah. And I'm going to be watching Deadpool while you're watching action, so. God damn it. See, for that one, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not worried about the spoilers on that one. That one really has no. I don't. It's a, fun, it's, it's a rated R badass movie. And I don't spoil things. Yeah. You don't have to, When have I ever spoiled anything for you? Never. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. You got anything else? Nah, I'm just high as shit. Oh shit! No oh, shit. All right. Well, we'll call that an episode then. Boom. Boom. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate the support. Make sure you are going on iTunes, 
subscribing to the Loaded Joe's Network, giving a five-star rating, hit up the Full Heel Podcast, hit that subscribe, throw those five stars in a, in a little review, get over on to Fastas, Fastas. About to do a spin of Rooney. Go, uh, go hit up the Full Heel Podcast on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. I don't know. I got nothing else, man. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here and let Helmet close us out. For Rafael Chavez, I'm Jeff Shanahan, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.